This message is brought to you from Calon Church. We pray that it encourages and inspires you. Happy Father's Day, guys. I hope you have had a lovely morning so far. Breakfast in bed, I hope, was on the cards. You know, it's the tradition of Calon Church to always bless you guys with a bar of chocolate every year. And we've done exactly the same this year. There's been no exceptions. Well, there has been an exception because we can't actually hand them out. So I've had to take one for the team and uh, I will make sure that they are uh, very well put away. Listen, I want to ask you a question this Sunday morning. If you had the opportunity to do anything, what would it be? Would it be to go somewhere? Would it be to do something? Would it be to achieve something? What opportunity would you love to grasp, take hold of, and actually do something with? You know, the word opportunity, we all love it, don't we? It inspires us with hope, and it gives us that kind of warm feeling of something that we wish we could achieve. If I had any opportunity in the world, it would be to go into space. I would love the opportunity to be in that spaceship, and I don't want to land anywhere particularly. I don't want to do anything particularly. All I want to do is look out the window and have the opportunity to see our world below me. That's what I would love to do. Opportunity conjures up so many things of what we really wish we could achieve. You see, but we do face lots of opportunities every single day. And sometimes we can be so distracted with what we're doing, how we're feeling, that sometimes these opportunities come by and then go by without us even realizing that they're there. You see, sometimes we can treat opportunities like a, 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 a door-to-door salesman with just discard and a bad attitude. We just brush it away. Thomas Edison once said, opportunity is missed by most people because it is dressed in overalls and looks like work. How often do we hear, yeah, but see, I haven't had the opportunity. I didn't get the same opportunity as he or she did. When in reality, we are faced with opportunities every single day of our lives. The opportunity to experience something new. The opportunity to go to new places. The opportunity to meet new people. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is John 10, verse 10. And it goes like this in the Amplified Version. I came that you can have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Do you want a full and overflowing life? I'm going to tell you this morning how you can get it. And that is by making every single opportunity that comes your way, that God sends you your way to make the most of it. You see, God gives us the opportunity to live life that he planned for us. And that is a plan that is full, a plan that is full of generosity from our God and a plan that is a future that we have always hoped for. So when you ask God for something, he will give you the opportunity to accomplish it. Let me explain. You see, if somebody asks for patience, then how does God give you patience? So what are you asking God for? And what opportunities have come your way? Maybe it's to start a business. Maybe it's to write a book or tell your story. Maybe it's to change career. Maybe it's to be a great mother. Maybe it's to be generous. What 
have you had the opportunity to do and what would you like to do? You see, taking opportunities can be really scary and some opportunities are scarier than others. But to achieve anything in life, we have to make the most of every opportunity that we're faced with. The beauty of taking opportunities is that anything can happen. Yes, we might fall and yes, we might get hurt and we may even get embarrassed. But Psalm 37 says this, that when you follow the Lord and God is pleased with you, that even when you do stumble and even when you do fall, the Lord holds your hand through it. But what if you don't fall? What if you don't get hurt or you don't get embarrassed? What if the experience of taking that opportunity is something completely mind-blowing and changes your life forever? Galatians 6 verse 10 encourages us to take every advantage of every opportunity. So this morning, I'm going to give you four ways to make sure that you are making the most of every single opportunity. Now, we all know the story of David and Goliath, don't we? It's one of those stories that if you're a Sunday school teacher, you go to if you've forgotten to prepare for your lesson. It's one of those lessons that you know you can do a quick craft, you know the story off by heart, and the kids will love it. It is a go-to Sunday school story. And the majority of preachers that I've heard on David and Goliath has always been, and they've always been encouraging, but they've always been things like, the battle is the Lord's. Goliath being the obstacle or the distraction or whatever you want to call it. And David being triumphant over the battle. But I want to kind of change it around this morning. And I want to suggest to you that just maybe Goliath was David's opportunity. You see, Goliath was David's opportunity to fulfill his purpose. Without the killing of Goliath, would David have become king of Israel? God gave David the opportunity to show the whole of the Israelites and their armies his mighty power. If David had run away like others, he wouldn't have had the opportunity to show God's power. And the Israelites would maybe have remained slaves to their enemies. So this morning, I want to show you that Goliath has an opportunity, not just the threat. Now the story is found in 1 Samuel 17. I'm not going to read the whole story to you because it's quite a long uh, bit of passage and you do know the story probably off by heart. But let me just set the scene for you. The Philistine army were on one side of the valley. The Israelites were on the other. Goliath is a Philistine giant. He's over nine feet tall. He had a massive suit of armor on and a spear of mind-blowing size. He had come out against the Israelites with a challenge. Basically, he was saying, send me your best warrior to fight me. If you win, we'll become your slaves. But if I win, you'll have to become ours. And each morning and evening for 40 days, Goliath took his stand and made this speech. Now, to the Israelites and to Saul, their king, Goliath was definitely not an opportunity. In fact, they probably saw it as a lose-lose situation. What hope did they have against this mighty, mighty warrior? But this morning, I want to take four things from that story, which I believe shows us the way that we can take an opportunity, even sometimes when it seems so scary. So firstly, 
Opportunity comes in all shapes and sizes. As you read the story of David and Goliath, David doesn't immediately have the opportunity to face Goliath. Firstly, he has the opportunity to look after the sheep, his father's sheep. Then he has the opportunity to go down to the front line to take a packed lunch, uh, in essence, to his brothers. And it is then that he's given the opportunity to face Goliath. When he left the sheep at the beginning of the story, he probably was completely unaware of the opportunities that would face him on that day. Imagine what would have happened if he'd stayed at home. Imagine what would have happened if he hadn't taken that packed lunch to his brothers. In 1965, 17-year-old Fred DeLuca asked a family friend, Dr. Peter Beck, for a $1,000 loan. DeLuca used the money to create a sandwich shop. At the time, all he hoped for was that he made enough money just to pay for his college and for his medical school bills. DeLuca admitted in his 2012 book that he knew nothing about making sandwiches or the food injury, uh, in the industry when he started. Despite his inexperience, his youth and the small loan, DeLuca saw success pretty quickly. Within his first day, he sold 312 sandwiches. As things started to take off, DeLuca and his business partner, Beck, who had lent him the $1,000, had the opportunity to open the first franchise shop just 30 miles down the road. The company expanded over time, opening its first international franchise in 1984 in Bahrain. After Bahrain came Canada, and the trend continued. Do you know who I'm talking about? Today, there are Subway restaurants in China, India, France, Brazil, Russia, and many, many other countries. And at last count last year, there was 41,600 stores worldwide. From borrowing $1,000 in hoping at age of 17 just to make enough to pay bills, to the age of 67 when he passed away, his net worth was 2.8 billion. Why? Because he said yes to the small opportunities at the beginning, which led to much bigger opportunities as time went on. You see, so often we hold out for the big opportunities, don't we? If I do want to go to space, I can't just go to space. There's a lot of things that I have to achieve before I get to that point. We often want to run before we can walk. So we look at some opportunities as being beneath us. We say, well, I don't want to work, I don't want to do the filing because I want to be seeing customers. I don't want to take that contract for £100 a month because I want to be making thousands, not hundreds. And I don't want to be cleaning the toilets at church, I want to be worship leader. Opportunities come in all shapes and sizes. And Luke 16 says this, anyone who can be trusted in the little matters can also be trusted in important matters. But anyone who is dishonest in little matters will be dishonest in important matters. You see, David was, could be trusted to look after the sheep. David was then trusted to take the pack lunch. And then God trusted him to kill Goliath. So what can you be trusted with? Secondly, to uh, make the most of every opportunity, you have to say yes more often. 
Great opportunities come from various places. They may come from an idea that God has placed in your head that you've dreamed of for years. They may come from something that you see or that you hear. They could come via a friend. They can even come out of bad circumstances. And sometimes, until we say yes to the new challenges and the new relationships and the new adventures, we may never see the opportunity unfold. For most of my career in financial services, uh, whilst I was rewarding um, people, you know, it was a rewarding job by helping people, maybe a couple get their first home, or helping people save money or make money, or help people save for their pensions so that they can retire well. My dream was to do something that was really rewarding and actually was life-changing. So when I said yes to sponsoring a little boy called Mika 14 years ago through a charity called Compassion UK, little did I know then that that opportunity would lead me to helping our church sponsor children. And now here at Callan Church, we sponsor over 70 children through uh, Compassion UK. From that, we had a member of staff from Compassion UK come and speak at our church. And from that, he told me about the opportunity of maybe working with Compassion. From that opportunity, I had an interview. And here I am today, standing here as a staff member of Compassion UK, hopefully and prayerfully going to be helping thousands of children change their life forever by rescuing them from extreme poverty. Why can that opportunity come to me now? It's because I said yes 14 years ago when I initially made contact with this great charity. You see, David first enters the story in verse 12 of 1 of Kings. He said yes to looking after his father's sheep. He then said yes to taking the pack lunch to his brother's. And then when David arrives at the army and hears Goliath giving his usual challenge, after seeing the fear amongst the Israelites, he, was, he declares, who does he think he is? Taunting the armies of God. And then declares to the king, I'm ready to go and fight. David said yes again. Imagine spending your entire year saying yes. Agreeing not to just to trivial things, but to even the challenging things that frighten you as well. I don't know if you've seen the uh, 208, uh, 2008 rather movie, Yes Man, starring Jim Carrey. Within the movie, uh, the character is stuck in a rut. He, however, attends a self-help seminar and learns to unleash the power of saying yes to absolutely everything and everyone for an entire year which of course leads him down a path of incredible transformation. Now, I'm not saying yes to everything. Saying yes to everything and every opportunity will burn you out. But when you trust God, you will know what you need to say yes to. In fact, you will know that the nagging feeling that you get, that you just cannot get out of your system, is God. And maybe that's the very opportunity that God is sending your way. So what do you need to say yes to? Thirdly, be careful of influences. Don't be, pretend that you don't care what others think, because you do, and you should do. Because if you don't, then you'd probably be a bit of a, a psychopath. But even a completely ridiculous and untrue opinion by a total stranger, which should not hurt us, does hurt us. 
And though we try to deny it, people's opinions matter to us. Why? Because we are people, pe people persons, and people matter. You're always going to face people who look down on you, dislike you, hurt you, and mock you, and who are jealous of you. Or they just think that they know better than you. That's life. And while some statements may be true, the majority of them are probably false. But remember, what a person says or thinks about you is not necessarily a reflection on you, but is mostly a reflection on them. You see, from leaving the sheep to actually killing Goliath, David met four influencers. In verse 28, we see David's first influencer, his own brother. He says, what are you doing here? Why aren't you minding your own business? Go back to your sheep. David's brother could only see what David had done. He was a shepherd boy, so go back to what you know is best. He was David's limiting influencer. You see, some people, especially those who are close to you, can only see what you've done in the past and limit you on what you've done in the past. They only see the past and can't or won't see what you're capable of doing in the future. It could come from a place of concern. You know, hey, this place is far too dangerous for you. What are you doing here? Or it could come from a place of jealousy. Hey, what are you doing here? This is my space and my time to shine. How often do we hear those that are closest to us put their opinion in the, like, the reality checkbox, don't they? But we know you. Come on now, let's face up to reality. They want to help you by hitting you with reality, but rarely do they realize that it's their reality and not yours. Secondly, David heard from the king. Now, initially, Saul was like, you can't go fight the Philistine. You're too young. You're too inexperienced. This is fighting business, and he's been doing it since before you were born. But then, after he heard how David spoke so passionately about the lion and the bear, he began to believe that this kid actually might be able to do it. But there was a bet. In verse 38, Saul puts his bronze helmet on David's head and belted his sword on him, David tried to walk, but he couldn't even move with Saul's staff on. Saul was David's manipulating influencer. Yes, you can do it, but you need to do it my way or this way. Psychologists tell us that people who manipulate do so because they feel the need to control their environment and surroundings. An urge that often stems from deep-seated fear or anxiety. It is not a healthy behavior. Do not be influenced by those who are trying to manipulate you. Thirdly, David heard from Goliath himself. What am I, a dog that you come to me with sticks? Come on then, give it your best shot. And when I'm done, I'm going to feed your flesh to the birds and the animals. Whoa, that would be enough to put me off if I'm honest. You see, Goliath was the intimidating influencer. How many times has someone said to you, what? You're going to do that? Intimidation has a way of stunting you, both professionally and in terms of personal growth. Don't listen to them. Generally speaking, people who intimidate have relationship struggles, insecurities, things that they are trying to prove, obstacles that they are trying to overcome, fears that they are battling with. They're trying to impress other people or cover up stuff. 
And they're taking out those frustrations out on the world and out on you. So don't let them influence you. You see, when you turn on the radio and you turn it on to your channel or your station, if you don't quite get that right, sometimes you get other voices in, don't you? Other channels interfering. And that's what they call it, is interference. The only voice David listened to was God. God told him that he could defeat Goliath. God told him that he was capable of the task. God told them that he wasn't alone in the battle. And God told him to do what he'd always been called to do. So what interference do you need to turn off? And lastly, to get the most out of every opportunity, you have to have faith. Opportunities and risk-taking go hand in hand. Starting your own business is not just a great opportunity, it is a risk too. But if we trust God and seek him in everything we do and everywhere we go, he promises to direct us. So taking calculated risks really is just having faith. David had faith. Humanly speaking, he had no idea whether or not he could beat Goliath. But he had complete confidence, complete faith in God's ability through him. Having faith requires courage to face the fear of uncertainty. When David was a young boy tending to the sheep and the lions and the bears attacked, he must have been afraid. But even with the uncertainty of how that would pan out, would he, he still took the opportunity to fight those animals or risk losing his flock or even his life. But you see, over the years, as he's done that, as he's taken the risks and they've paid off, he's built on those skills and it helped him take more risks and improve the chances of achieving. He knew that God had helped him previously. So why on earth wouldn't God help him in this situation? You see, when we operate in faith, no matter the outcome, we grow through the process and come out the other side more resilient and more confident. The Bible tells us that faith as small as a mustard seed can move mountains. But the mustard seed doesn't remain a small mustard seed. It grows, it matures, until in the end, it becomes a huge, strong, secure tree. And as we exercise faith, faith grows in us. It becomes stronger, it becomes bigger, until in the end, we will be more willing to take more risks and achieve the potential God has for us. David had faith, even though he could have lost his life against Goliath, but he killed Goliath. Noah had faith, even though he was probably ridiculed, but he saved his family and all the animals. Moses had faith, which meant going against his family and all he'd been brought up to believe, and he set his people free of slavery. Joseph had faith which saw over the years him being betrayed over and over again by family, friends, and employers, and still he became Pharaoh's right-hand man. Ruth had faith, which saw her travel with her mother-in-law to a foreign land with seemingly no prospects, but then she met and married Boaz. Esther had faith, which could have seen her killed, but she saved her nation. Mary, the mother of Jesus, had faith, which could have seen her stoned for having sex outside of marriage. But then she gave birth to the Son of God. So in finishing, God has called you to a specific purpose. 
Right now, you know the opportunities that God has brought your way, but for some reason, you're trying your best to avoid. You might be sensing that you do need to change jobs, maybe. You may feel that you should be looking at starting business. You may feel that you're just going in the wrong direction and, and you need a complete change of direction. You might feel you want to write a book or share your story. You might want to help the homeless or start a fundraiser. It could be anything. But you know deep down what opportunities God is giving to you and yet you're shying away from. God is continually working in your life continually bringing opportunities your way that you, so that you will grow, that you will develop, and they will make you the person that God has always intended you to be. So remind yourself today that opportunities come in all shapes and sizes. You need to start saying yes. You need to be careful of your influences. Turn off that interference. Start exercising faith, and then just watch what God will do with you. Amen. This message was brought to you from Calon Church. If you want to know more, please check us out online at calon.church.